This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. So, James, where do you fall on the question? What's the question? To be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> um, it's not the hot dog question. Oh, 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 that question. I, I know which question you're talking yeah. about. So I, we always joke around with the, is the hot dog a sandwich or is the hot dog a taco? We know the hot dog's a sandwich. Yeah, the hot dog is a sandwich. Uh, is the earth a ravioli? That's is, dumb. Is a dumb one. But the question Because the earth is not pasta. <laughs> you don't, it can make pasta. Uh, actually, the question was, though, is Madden 2K or 20K? Oh, I don't know what they call it. Madden 2K. <laughs> any of those 2K games, the football games, is that a tactical RPG? And and why would it be a tactical RPG? I it's mean, football. You have commands that you have to input to okay. make your players do something. I do that on RPGs. You have stats. What do you mean you have stats? You have, yeah, like you, strength you legitimately, There's legitimately a strength stat in Madden. Okay, I'm worried. Because you have to hold the ball. There's like a dexterity and, you know, there's experience points for franchise mode so your player can get better. So I can level up my teams. You can level up your teams. With my stats. <laughs> with your stats. Issuing commands. <laughs> it's a tactical RPG, guys. It's a tactical RPG. I, I can't argue against that. Uh, oh, so we already started, didn't we? We did. Okay. So this is uh, Dorkside News, and this is where we talk about Madden and tactical RPGs. All the time. Football. <laughs> football nonstop. Uh, with the hoops and the field goals and stuff. I feel like just because I know it's going to piss somebody off, sports ball. Because people hate that. I actually always call it sports ball normally. <laughs> it's just like, Madden's very specific. They're like, don't be dumb. You know it's football. Okay. It's you got know the pucks and <laughs> nets, right. hot girls jumping up and down. <laughs> so if you're. It un- actually does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm all for that. If you're uh, unfamiliar with Dorkside News, we do some news and then we talk about a topic. Today's topic is pretty interesting. It, yeah. It hits us both because. I mean, I I, don't, I think it hits most gamers. It does hit most gamers. I mean, everything that's happened in the in the last week. Yes, we are talking about Blizzard. Uh, we will be talking about the rise and fall of Blizzard, especially since the events that have transpired in the last week have. They've shined a spotlight. Yeah, yeah. They have. They have been good, uh, but we decided that we're just going to talk. Good in a bad way. I mean, honestly, it makes me a little sad. Yeah, a little, little shooting Freud. A little shooting Freud when. Other people recognize that they're not what they were. Yeah. But oh, and it's it's causing some spillover too. Because I know some Hearthstone players and people that were like, "Well, the NBA is also doing this." Yeah. It all started some with some they, other sports ball. They, <laughs> they've all been doing this. Disney does it. Disney does it. I mean, um, do they? Ish. I mean, maybe not to the extent of. So. Yeah. Oh, we could totally talk yeah, about yeah. that later. Well, right. well, yeah, we'll talk about that one a different one. Uh, yeah. But like I said, first we got news, and I don't know about you, but this was huge news for me. Uh, it's probably the most interesting news I think I've seen all year, in my personal opinion. Um, it Wait, might... whoa, 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 whoa! More interesting than them negotiating a deal for them to. To work with Sony one more time on uh, Spider-Man? Uh, uh, yeah. I th- okay. In my opinion. All right. yeah. uh, Kevin Feige, our lord and savior, uh, the one who runs all of Marvel's cinematic universe, now runs all of Marvel. Just all of it. Well, all So he's not the president. He yeah. is what they call the chief creative officer. So he, he doesn't do accounting and all, no. the, all the boring... <laughs> 
but he yeah. is on the board. Yeah. And he, um, he's anything creative. And that means anything that falls in line with the comics, the animated series, the movies, the television series, I guess you could say TV series, even though let's call them the streaming series. Cause that's what they really are now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's in charge of all that now. So what I think is most interesting here is they said that while any new characters that the comic books introduce are introducing those characters with this thought that at some point in the future, they might enter the MCU. Yeah. Right. They have to. Yeah. And they think like, well, if they, if they had a, if they add a character and that character would not be good on the big screen. Don't add it. Don't add it. That's how they're thinking. But now Feige's literally going to use the comic books to experiment and see, oh, people like this storyline. They didn't like that storyline. Yeah. And that's what happened over the past 30 years accidentally, right? He's taking all the storylines that are that were in, good, and he's changing those into movies and shows. Yeah. So now yeah, and, he's going to have even more experimental fodder to make. He's like like the good Mr. Burns. Like he's just sitting up in his <laughs> tower, stipling his fingers, just excellent, just <laughs> ready to go. I, I don't think he's Mr. Burns. I think he's Mr. Burns' assistant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the president is is Mr. Burns. Yeah. He Feige does all the work. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy to see. I mean, that's a that's a big role to literally run. I mean, Marvel. Good for him. Marvel is a creative company. Yeah. That's their sole their sole thing is creativity, and he's in charge of all of it now. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Good on good on Kevin. I mean, I, I don't. I think it's it's cool. I don't think it was unexpected. I didn't expect it, but when you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, he deserves it. Marvel is, um, I mean, Marvel and DC are so different in how they do things, right? They, <laughs> DC tried to do this. Yeah. They, they put, um, they put Jeff Johns as a president, as like creative president, something like that. And he was supposed to have creative control over the movies to try to fix the movies the way that he did comics. And it turns out he doesn't have a, um, he either didn't have the voice, he didn't have the power, he didn't have the authority, whatever. I don't know. It, it could be just because his name is alliterative. Because <laughs> right? you know how they went. Jeff Johns is either a villain or a superhero. Yeah. So <laughs> Peter Parker, Bruce Banner. I can keep going. I mean, there's Fing Fang Foom. There there's all kinds of them. <laughs> um, so I this next one hurt me in the, the soul a little bit. How would you feel about a, a Nightmare Before Christmas sequel? Oh, um, is he going to save Thanksgiving? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he'd save. Um, this, well, I guess he'd have to ruin it first yeah. and then save it. This, this kind of goes in line with like the fifth element thing, the back to the future thing. Like they're, they're good. Don't touch them. Why even mention it? So, um, Tim Burton, that, I mean, that's what Tim Burton said mm-hmm. because he's, he said literally a lot of people proposed ideas of like, Oh, Thanksgiving or Easter next. And he said, the story's done and he was protective of it. And he said, no, that that shouldn't happen. And, um, I usually am against people that don't want more of a good thing, but I, I just don't think Halloweenifying Easter will, (laughs) will matter. I just don't think I care. You know, it will be very interesting. And I'm just throwing this out there. Yeah. Are you familiar with Wolfenute? No. So it is a holiday that a child made up. 
it was just one of those things. Okay. And it was, it's like the holiday of giving, like you give stuff and you know, you feed people, you go out and it's like, you know, okay. take care of the homeless and all that stuff. So it's a very powerful holiday. Well, this, this child made it up and people started celebrating it. Okay. So it'd be funny if it was the nightmare before Christmas saves Wolf Newt. Like it was a, it was a holiday that's, you know, it's all about giving and then it starts to decline and they're like, oh no, we're going to save this made up holiday. And then the actual holiday becomes a holiday. You know, in, in hindsight, I think, um, I think I would be interested in a sequel, <laughs> but not if it was involving a holiday at all. Surely there's other storylines involving yeah. Halloween. Like, I think there could be something there, something really interesting. Well, so, I mean, the Pumpkin King himself can take his head off. His limbs can come off. You know, he can do, yeah. he has a ghost dog. Where was uh, um, Legend of Sleepy Hollow at in this one? I mean, I know it's not necessarily together, but it fits. But, but they had like a lot of Frankenstein and yeah, like mummies and stuff like that. Seeing Ichabod and Pumpkin King do something together, Ichabod and Jack, that would be that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think ghost stories would be good. Like they swapped heads. Like. I, I would like, <laughs> I would like Jack to take on corporate America. <laughs> and turn yeah. Christmas. Into He's what like, it was what's scarier than being forced to spend the rest of your life in a cubicle? <laughs> like, I, I think they could. I think you could have a lot of cynicism and, and sarcasm that people would appreciate. He's, he's going to try to go to the border and he can't cross it because there's a wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I'm not for a Nightmare Before Christmas sequel, but I am for you know spitting out ideas and like thinking about how stuff would go through. But I don't I don't want another one. Yeah, it's a good enough movie. My birthday is October 30th, so Halloween is a very big important. Uh, holiday for me because it's it's Halloween and it's my birthday Mm -hmm. and I love The Nightmare Before Christmas because actually people don't realize it uh, Jack was Jack Skellington was born on October 30th not the 31st and that's my birthday the 30th so uh, he is the you know so you're the pumpkin king yeah I am the pumpkin king so that's why I love The Nightmare Before Christmas so don't touch it please Um, okay let's spin some wheels the other way here Uh, Fortnite did stuff can I just say Epic has big freaking balls to do what they did? So what they did was in the middle of people playing too. They didn't give any warning. There was no you know server shutdown coming. There was just a black hole that sucked in the map that you're playing on. And then the server shut down. Nobody yeah. could get in and play. Nobody could do anything. So of course this caused, I guess you could say panic, quote unquote panic for the Fortnite community. And they went to go and check you know Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. And, and they were all gone. They blacked out everything yeah. on their their social media too, and so all they all the people found was a picture of a black hole with some numbers that would sometimes show up and sometimes wouldn't be there. Um, it has been since decoded. I didn't look into what it was. Uh, I didn't think it was necessary because the trailer for what mm-hmm. was coming is out. Uh, Fortnite Chapter Two is coming, and Fortnite yep. Chapter Two has some really interesting shit in it. And as much as I did a dog on Fortnite and how much I hate it, they did do some uh, really, they added some cool things in. I I am ready to reinstall. Yeah. I am excited. Uh, they showed fishing. Uh, I It's been a long time since I've played. I didn't know that there was a slime guy you can play as. Like there's a slime monster person that you can use as your avatar. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's lots of avatars. Yeah, there's there's so, all yeah. kinds. I mean, there was John Wick. So what, what I think is interesting is, you know, a lot of times we, you know, people like us think that everybody knows 
all the all the internet chatter. Yeah. But the reality is half the time that Fortnite would have an update, I would log in excited to read the patch notes and everything and and the people I I'm playing with, they don't even know there's been a patch. They clicked through it. <laughs> And they're like, what's going on? I don't even understand why, like, this stuff is happening. And it's like, wait, you weren't, like, you didn't look forward to it? You weren't excited about it? And they're like, no. Well, here, they couldn't log in. Yeah. <laughs> they're forced to figure out what's going on. What the on. hell is going on? So this is a very, very loose um, simile type thing with uh, Sombra, when they announced Sombra for Overwatch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a great launch. Uh, it was awesome. So there was a whole um, alternate reality type game that people were playing. Like Blizzard would leave clues in in websites yeah. in the game itself about you know this this character that can hack into anything. And then here comes BlizzCon, and during the trailer, uh, it, nothing happened. Like they showed you know what how Blizzard makes Overwatch in the first year, and that was all cool. And then the trailer was done. And then it looked like someone hacked in. And that's when Sombra yeah. revealed herself. And it was the like people were throwing shit. It was awesome. It was so cool. I, I distinctly remember that uh, BlizzCon. I wasn't at it, but I remember watching sure, it. Sure, sure. Yeah. It was, it was, it's still ingrained. That was one of my favorite reveals of anything so far because I was really big into Overwatch at the time. Right now, not so much. And we'll, we'll get into why in a little bit. <laughs> Um, the next thing is actually really cool. Uh, webtoons are a big thing, uh, believe it or not. Uh, webtoons is basically like a split between a comic book and a cartoon. Yeah. But on online. And webtoons, there's all kinds of them. There's romance. There's you know superheroes. There's zombies, monsters, all this stuff. There's everything. Well, there's a uh, one called Lore Olympus that is literally just a retelling of Greek mythology, but in a young adult novelish kind of way. I love Greek myths. Yeah. I, I gobble up any content that's even remotely related to Greek, Greek mythology. So yeah, it's a, it I, looks cool. I like the art. Yeah. Uh, well, so let me, let me get into what actually was. Uh, they announced they're going to do a young adult animated series and they're partnering with Jim Henson company to do it, which I don't fully get because they're a puppet company. Yeah. Well, I don't think they've, done all strictly puppets for everything they've ever done uh, they haven't there's a fraggle rock yeah. cartoon yeah and stuff yeah um but if they made them puppets muppet babies i mean I, I watched the first few episodes of um the new dark crystal and it's amazing it, like you but that's not that's puppets i know that's what i'm saying but that's what i'm trying to point out is you can get lost in the fact that sometimes you don't realize they're puppets that's true you just, you get like, and then when they start doing their little hoppy thing, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, they're puppets. <laughs> but it's, it'd be cool to see this. Um, but it's really cool to see that uh, a webtoon that people love has all of a sudden just came out of nowhere and they're going to make a show for it. So I just love that the art style is actually something that I can enjoy. Yeah. Because so much it reminds, recent cartoons is garbage. It for reminds me. me of the art style of like uh, the Carmen San Diego show on, on Netflix. I love that actually. Yeah. That's good. So uh, go watch it when it comes out. It's going to be cool. Uh, we don't know where it's going to be playing at yet, though. They just said that they're making the the show. There's no if it's going to be on Netflix, if it's going to be on TV, which would be weird because nobody watches TV anymore. They all stream. <laughs> um, anybody older than 40 years old probably still has cable. <laughs> well, it's funny because my, my girlfriend's parents, I know one of them likes to sit down and watch the news and then watch her like, you know, soap operas, whatever she watches. Um, but her dad will just be like, what do we have recorded? I just want to skip past all this stuff. And just, yeah. <laughs> so yep. he's already with the technology. He's ready to do it. 
what can't Neil Patrick Harris do? Apparently, he can do everything because he was just mysteriously cast in the Matrix Four that's coming. I, I mean, I'm not too excited about Matrix Four, <laughs> but I'm a huge fan of Neil Patrick Harris, yes. so I, I hope it's good. Uh, you know, every time I see Neil Patrick Harris, I get a little sad that they never did anything else with uh, Doctor Horrible. Yeah. Oh my God, I love Doctor Horrible. Man, this should have been more. Yeah. I know Neil Patrick Harris has said it before. He's like, oh, we, we might come back to it. Like the Firefly. You know, we'll come back to it. And then just never happens. Never happens. Um, but yeah, Neil Patrick Harris doing this. I, I feel like people are going to be like, eh, I don't, I don't want to watch The Matrix. Oh, but Neil Patrick Harris is in it. Well, fuck. Now I got to go watch The Matrix. <laughs> it's going to be, I think it'll be good. I, regardless of what happens, I still think it'll be good. It might not be matrix two or matrix one worthy having keanu and neil patrick harris there's a, a significant portion of people who will watch any movie with those actors in yeah it. so especially with what uh keanu's done in the last year he's done so much shit that everybody's yeah. into and then you know john wick four was already announced and there's already a release date for that 2020 and they're going with that he's just nonstop. so i don't know how he's going to do john wick and this matrix movie at the same time that has got to be intensive I don't know. I still don't even know. Uh, is he the lead? Or are they going to introduce another lead for Matrix? Who knows? I don't know. I, it doesn't make sense to not have Neo. I don't know. Um, I mean, what? What? He's dead, right? So ish. I mean, he came back to life once. What's to stop him from doing it again? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, okay, so we have this cool little stat here that I was looking up: uh, Crunchyroll, which. People in Japan probably don't watch Crunchyroll, so if you're going to ask where Japan is on this list, like I did, uh, don't, because they probably watch it on different things that aren't Crunchyroll. Anyways, Crunchyroll released some stats. So, U.S. is number one watcher of, of anime, right? No. No. Uh, and we're not even freaking close. Oh, uh, Canada, then. Yeah, Canada is not, also not even on the list. Wait. Why is there so many freaking pop-ups on this thing? I wanted to look at the damn thing, and, and now... All right. Okay. And you're yep. turning away from the mic in just a little yep, bit. Yep, yep, Okay, so number one, I'm not going to read the entire list. I just wanted to go over the expect that. Let's the, the do, do the top three. Yeah. So top three: Uruguay, Uruguay, Uruguay. I don't know how. To Uruguay. Yeah. No, I don't. Know. I uh, Romania and Italy are the top three Crunchyroll consumers. Okay. Um, Italy would have been my number seven pick. <laughs> United States would have been my pick on there somewhere. Not even on the list. Also, Japan, not on the list. Just in case you were wondering. Um, and it's all just countries you wouldn't expect to be major consumers of Crunchyroll. And then the next one, which surprised me even a little bit more, was the top 20 anime. And again, I'm not going to read all of them. Because I'm sure you guys don't want to just sit here and li- hear me read a list of stuff out. But Attack on Titan was the number one most consumed okay, anime. Demon Hunter is number two, right? No. No. You would expect it because Demon Hunter is blowing up in Japan and everybody wants every manga that's come out. Demon Hunter is actually number five. Okay. It's so, that's still up there. I still would have had it in the top three, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Bleach is number three, which... I, 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 I can never remember what Bleach is. Bleach is the one where he's a... He's a... Shinigami. He's a... He gets stabbed and becomes a Shinigami to go then defeat other demons other bad guys and then it just turns into a whole council of 
whatever in the underworld and he has to save this girl it, it sounds cool it's a lot of episodes it's something like 700 episodes though so it's almost like cheating like because like those shows with lots of episodes are the ones that can get watched a lot that's what i was thinking and that's why it was important to bring that up so bleach has many many episodes okay attack and titan has i think um 12 24 36 okay and it's the number one anime hmm so 700 versus 36 episodes. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then the ones that everybody else wants to know, Demon Slayer is number five. Dr. Stone is number six. Dr. Stone is blowing up. Fire Force is number eight, nine, nine. Sorry, I can't count. And then the most surprising one is Food Wars is still on here. I'm glad Food Wars is still on here. I love <laughs> Food Wars. Uh, we put the link up if you want to go see all 20 and if you want to see all the 10 countries that were on this list. So you go look at it. But Apparently, Attack on Titan is really good, and I still don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first season; it was good. Uh, it was good enough, though. I don't need. I don't need any more. Um, also, if you go look at <clears throat> our, our our notes, we put a secret link in there again. That's the second time we've done that. Yeah, and we're gonna give away the secret a little bit every time we do it. We think we're gonna do it every time. Yeah, and then we don't. We don't. I forget about it. Uh, this secret link has a picture of Sonic. So go click on it and look what what it is. It's and then and then comment whether you still hate it. Yeah. Are you afraid of him? I think or, he's less terrifying now. But I still think that the original animation will still haunt my dreams forever. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, go look at what Sonic looks like. That was pretty cool. Uh, the writers of Stranger Things have a Twitter account, and not just like one one writer per one account. They, they have that too, but yeah, they have a joint account called yep. Stranger Writers, uh, and it's cool. Because what they just posted recently on that was they're going to put up five movies a week that they've talked about that week that relate somehow to season four of Stranger Things. I think this is really interesting because like what was the, the movie that for last season that was most influential? Ghostbusters. To you? Ghostbusters? No. <laughs> uh, I, I think for me it was because of the song. Um, for me, a never ending story. Yeah, I was gonna say never ending story. Yeah, because exactly. of the song. And what's funny is we've talked about that before. Never ending story song is yeah. not the song from Never Ending Story, but it makes you think of it because it's yeah. called Never Ending Story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the one I thought of. And then yeah, kind of like a little bit of Ghostbusters and some eighties uh, sci fi, but that's what it's supposed to be. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, on this one, they had. I'm not gonna again. I'm not gonna read them all off, but Peanut Butter Falcon was one of the ones they were talking about. So if you guys don't know what that is, it's Shia LaBeouf's new movie with um, an autistic actor, and they say it's a life-changing movie. So I guess I got to go see it. It looks really good. I, I do like Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. He's, <laughs> seeing him cry at his own movies was one of my favorite things ever. It's so good. And it's like, he's not being cocky about it. He was just like, I actually did really good at that. I'm proud of myself. I, I like the uh, play. Um, have you, wait, have you not seen the play of... Of Shia LaBeouf? Uh-uh. Apparently, I'm missing something. Oh, my gosh, guys. I'll make sure to add it to the show notes. <laughs> You've got to watch this. It is incredible. It's not the just do it thing, right? No. Oh, okay. No. I haven't seen this. Okay, I have to go look at it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah, so Peanut Butter Falcon was on there. You had one. What was it? Uh... Oh. um. I just forgot now all of a sudden. You've Got Mail was on there. You've Got Mail. Yeah, yeah. You've Got Mail is great. Uh, oh, uh, Fisher King. Yeah, Fisher King. That's what it was. So, the... Are the kids gonna get trapped somewhere and and like start going crazy? Do it like 
I mean, didn't they already? <laughs> yeah, but they're still parents. Yeah. Kind of like always in the in the background. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. So, they're like kind of giving hints out about what could be in the next season. But also not because now you're theorizing everything. Everything. Because <laughs> you got Mail and Peanut Butter Falcon. Do they have the Goonies in there too? Yeah. I mean, I think the Goonies was part of the first one because that's some of the basis of the characters yeah. themselves. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, Peanut Butter Falcon, You've Got Mail, uh, Fisher King, all widely vastly different and, and this is just what they talked about this week this week yeah i don't know how many references they're gonna have for it but it's gonna be like it's gonna be a game now people are gonna watch this for a game it's just be yeah. find all the easter eggs and all the references it's gonna be cool uh but yeah we put the link up to straight straight to their twitter and if you want to go you know follow it week by week when they announce more stuff go go do that um the last one we have on here for the news before we uh possibly bash on blizzard uh this this is a fan-made trailer i know we don't usually try and do fan-made things we try and keep the news real anything verified any rumors that were you know from a legitimate source so they still might be real but this was fan-made but it needed to be talked about because it's crazy so i found this from the will smith youtube channel yeah i watch his vlog and uh yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was in the comments or if he talked about it. Honestly, I don't, I don't really remember. Um, but yeah, go ahead. It's a fan-made trailer. Three and a half minutes long, I think it was. Three, yeah. minutes, three minutes, 50 seconds of Bel Air. It's called Bel Air. Yeah. And it's a dark, gritty spin on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. This is like a, a pitch video yes. to say, hey, make this reality. Yes. And with if you go if you guys go watch the trailer, it needs to be a reality. This looks like it could be a freaking crazy movie, and I love all the nods to the the entire song. The entire Fresh Prince opening song was in there because there he was like he was born in uh, he was born in Philadelphia, like or born <laughs> in the streets of Philadelphia. That's what he said. Yeah, uh, and then they were like he was playing basketball, and I, they, all the parts of the song they put into this movie, and it's crazy how how they nailed the characters, but how different they were. Yeah. You know who they are. You know, Carlton's Carlton, but Carlton's not that Carlton, even though he still did the Carlton dance, which was funny. Um, yeah. Carlton is Carlton on that one, but not the Carlton we know. And the, the, I don't know. It just needs to be a thing. You guys need to go watch this. It's so freaking cool. I cannot be more hyped about something that's not coming out. <laughs> that's not coming out. <laughs> so uh, Will Smith called this trailer brilliant. So it, I mean, he he did a whole uh, whole video. Uh, looks like eight minutes of him talking about it and where it went. And if if now I'm starting to remember what what his discussion points was, and he was like, "It's real." Like yeah. it, to to him, he saw it and he was like, "This is where Will Smith came from," and it was like, like it, it made him emotional. Yeah, and the the craziest part too, like I well, like the one line that they threw in there. He was like, my life's not a sitcom. <laughs> I was like, damn. They just got everything on this one. Uh, no, it's it's a pretty powerful trailer. And I yeah. really I really hope that, I mean, it's a very slim chance that it will ever come and be a movie. But I really hope that it does because it yeah. looks really freaking cool. And the, and the same actors. I, I want to see it. Yeah. yeah. With the same people that they have in that trailer. All right. So you're here for the Blizzard stuff. Okay, we're done. We're not going to talk about what I'm just kidding. That's, that'd be <laughs> awful. Um, this would be like the uh, the BlizzCon where they said, "Hey guys, there's gonna be news about Diablo Four. 
yeah, we'll get we'll get there. Hold on. Right. Uh, okay, so first of all, are you a fan of Blizzard, Rich? Uh, I am one of Blizzard's greatest fans and turned villain <laughs> and biggest critics. Yes. Uh, especially with recent events this week. Um, I was, I was once one of a Blizzard's biggest fans. I think I, on this list, I think I had played every game on this list. Maybe not every expansion, but every game. Yeah. Seeing as how there's only like six, that still doesn't really, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but yes, I've played everything. Um, we're going to try and do this as, as far away from list as possible. Yeah. But there are some things that are going to be, that have to be in order. So I want to start off with Lost Vikings because that's the very first game Blizzard ever made. Okay, so what is the first Blizzard game you played? First Blizzard game I ever played was Warcraft 3, Frozen Throne. Okay. Uh, I remember being like, what the hell is this? I, I don't. That was actually also my first. So you, so you played a Blizzard game after StarCraft? Yeah. Okay. And that was actually my first RTS. Okay. So uh, real-time strategy if you guys, you know. Just, yeah. Um, and then I immediately jumped into Command and Conquer, and then immediately oh, you really did this in the wrong yeah, order. I know. And then I immediately jumped back into Warcraft because yeah. I had more fun in Warcraft. Oh, way way more fun. Um, but yeah, it was my first RTS, and uh, then I started paying attention because there was another game that came out later. Uh, well, well, hold on, we'll get there. So Lost Vikings was their first game. Yeah, Lost Vikings is the only game on this list that is just not the same. Well, I guess there's two, not the same game that has, that they've ever made again. Yeah, uh, Lost Vikings is a very, in my opinion, very difficult platformer. Uh, you control three Vikings all at the same time, at which point you can switch between one of the Vikings yep. to have them do their ability. Like one would unlock a door, one could pick things up, one can run really fast, but they all couldn't do it at the same time. So you had to control one separately to do the like these to navigate these puzzles, and uh, it was a very interesting game. And uh, the the Vikings were awesome. They're hilarious, you know. Sounds. I think it's. I know one's Olaf. That was a, a theme in original Blizzard games. Was the strong, funny, yes, uh, animated, sar- animated, yeah. sarcastic. It was, it was great. So that's where they started their company. Yep. And then the very very next game is probably one of the most recognized games in the entire world, but not in its final iteration. Yeah. So the very next game was Warcraft Orcs and Humans. Which I did not play. I played um, a little or, bit of it. I mean, I, I played it later yeah. because when you bought um, Warcraft 3, the the one I bought included Warcraft the 1 battle, and 2. The battle chest? Yeah, even yeah. though I already had Warcraft 2 at that point. But yeah, yeah I want one. I want to play one. Uh, yeah, so it was the first uh, RTS that Blizzard made. Not the first RTS that ever existed, Yeah, I don't think. Um, Command and Conquer was the baby before that. The first big, yeah, uh, RTS, uh, and it was literally a story about orcs and humans, and how they can't get along. Yeah, and that's what spawned basically from that universe, the entire Blizzard universe, which then spawns you know in different points, and we get different things, but it all comes back to Warcraft. Yep, uh, and it's just the story's so good with Warcraft. It's, it's so good. It is so good. Um. I actually read a book by Christy Golden. Um, it was about the art. It was about Arthas, the, the Lich King, which yeah. he's in Warcraft three, which we're getting to. Uh, but he was one of the ultimate bad guys of one of the expansions. And you actually, if you read this book, you feel bad for him. It was crazy. Sure. Yeah. Uh, 
he didn't have any option of what happened. He picked up this the sword called the Frostmourne that was slowly just taking control of him. He was losing his faculties. He was everything. But it all started with uh, him when he was younger. He was out hunting or out riding when he shouldn't be, like all kids are. And uh, his horse tripped over a rock and uh, injured itself so badly that it could not walk anymore. And so uh, Arthas at that point was forced to put down his own horse. And that's where I think it started, like that for me started his his downfall into being mm-hmm. just an upset, angry person. <laughs> uh, Warcraft, Warcraft two and Warcraft three, all had bits of a story. Warcraft three being the one that has Arthas in it and his whole story and, and where we go. Um, just super good story, really good RTS. Like the mechanics of it, every single iteration got better. In the, in the third one, you'd play as uh, night elves whose buildings could literally get up and move, which was crazy. Like, oh, my, my base is being attacked. I'll just move it. Now, uh, in between Warcraft 2 and Warcraft 3 was Starcraft, right? I don't have the timeline up. Nope. Uh, Warcraft uh, 1, Warcraft 2, Tides of Darkness, Warcraft 3, and then Diablo. So Diablo came before Warcraft Starcraft. Three came before, before yeah. Starcraft. Warcraft Three, and April thirtieth, nineteen ninety six. I really remember it wrong. Yeah, and Diablo, January second, nineteen ninety seven. Starcraft, April first. Did you like Diablo One? Oh, I loved anything Diablo. Man, I hated Diablo One. I loved it. Uh, I, it just something about it wasn't satisfying to me. It was still too generic. I wanted to like it. It's like everything that I love. But then the actual gameplay experience was just kind of boring. It might have been a little different for me because uh, the the thing with Diablo is the grind. And that's what they want you to do. They want you to grind this game for as long they, as... They do. And yeah. I hate the grind. There's like almost no story in Diablo 1. And here's what's funny. At the time I started playing was when people were learning computers really well. Yeah. And they were learning that there's mods and that there's hacks and there's glitches that you could exploit. Yeah. And so I, when I started playing this game, I was shown immediately... Uh, a glitch to duplicate your weapons. Okay. So just in doing that, even getting one shitty legendary weapon, but duplicating it multiple times, you have infinite money now. Mm-hmm. So there's one way to break the game. And then the mods came in to where you can, oh, I want a sword that does this. I can literally put any legendary stat I wanted on it. Okay. So I think I had more fun fucking around with the game than actually playing the game. Mm-hmm. But I did eventually go through and Diablo two was like that for me. I yeah. had a lot of fun after I beat the game, going back through and modding and hacking the the game. There was two different things for me in Diablo two. It was modding and hacking and seeing what other variants you could come up with, yeah. and then PvP. You were like, I wonder if I can go out there and beat this mage or this this wizard or this, and then you'd step out and immediately die. And you'd be like, well, I guess I can. Um, but Diablo two was. Um, in the Diablo universe, I think the the pinnacle of Diablo. Okay, um, I I agree. I, I think Diablo two is the pinnacle of the fan base for Diablo two, and the people that uh, like a, a significant portion of the people who love Diablo two have moved on to other games that are called Diablo clones now. Yeah. So they, and they and they never moved on to Diablo three because Diablo three wasn't didn't satisfy the same itch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the funniest thing for me, though, is um, my most recognizable character from Diablo is not Diablo, even though the game is named after him. The one that I remember the most is the Butcher. Yeah, that's fair, because it's he's so 
grindable and you just see him over and over yeah, again that too yeah. and you know he has his 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 sayings where he you know fresh meat and he chases you down and it's the first time if you never played a diablo game and you're playing it for the first time and you walk in and this guy screams fresh meat and then runs at you yep you're like jesus what the hell it was scary it, it scared the shit out of you yeah like, oh shit click 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 yep. i can't get out of here yeah no i still rec- remember that part um looking at the timeline rich i think i know why you might have gotten a little confused okay uh i got it wrong (laughs) (laughs) warcraft orcs and humans warcraft 2 tides of darkness warcraft 2 beyond the dark portal i read that as warcraft 3 by accident okay yeah uh so warcraft 2 beyond the dark portal diablo starcraft okay yeah so uh and the and the reason why i think the placement of starcraft is important is because i feel like and and we we'd have to go back to numbers but i feel pretty confident on this that starcraft basically created the um esport yes trend yep at least in at least in korea uh, starcraft is definitely where we got the the term apm actions per minute yeah that is where it's where that was coined from is playing starcraft um uh, and what we mean by that is starcraft is another real time strategy um but it is extremely micromanageable to the point where you have to be doing an action every second to, to yep. maintain any semblance of winning. It, it really polished the amount of keyboard commands you can do yep. and things that it just, it's so smooth and clean for, for a person like me, who's a, who's a keyboard warrior uh-huh. programmer by day. Um, yeah. I, I love the keyboard commands and and uh, Starcraft. Uh, well, we'll get into it. When we get to Starcraft too. There was, Something I love in StarCraft 2 that happens, um, but we'll get there. First, though, I want to talk about what was your favorite race in StarCraft? Because StarCraft had favorite, uh, had races. Yeah, and people became very loyal to their... Uh, yes, they did. And, and actually, I think me and you are different, too. Yeah, I'm Zerg. <laughs> and I am Protoss. Uh, Terrans are just Terrans, whatever. Yeah, Terrans <laughs> are just... Um, you like the Zerg because of the verb that became Zerg. Correct. I or other than the fact that it's also Cthulhu, and you're a big Cthulhu fan. I am a big Cthulhu <laughs> fan, and yeah, I, I do love to send swarms that seem like it's chaotic, but to send them in very particular orders. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really like the Zerg rush, where you send the where you just kill their base in the first few minutes of the game, and they're just like, "Oh, I guess you won." All right, <laughs> uh, and if they're not ready for it, yeah, totally. Yeah, it'll that's, happen. Yeah, uh, but that's actually—it's a, a verb now. It's it is. It's Zerg rush, Zerg rush. And, and it's actually fil- you know filtered into other games, even other games that aren't RTSs, like Overwatch. Would be like, let's just Zerg rush or just let's just rush them. Yeah, you know, and just let's just get them down. Uh, my favorite was the Protoss because they had a unit that could mind control other units. So with that one unit, you could have every unit in the game. If the if your if the it's computer true. allowed it, because if you if you mind controlled any one of their builder units, then you have access to build their entire thing. So if you took a what is it, a peon a Terran peon or yeah. whatever it was and mind controlled it, you can now build their entire base inside of your Protoss base. I, I don't know how viable that was. <laughs> it was never viable. It yeah. took forever, and I always died. But it was still fun. But it's fun, and that that was the thing is like you could have fun beyond. Um, you could have fun beyond just trying to win and, yeah. and like you know in my a competitive environment. I remember the one game I did win where I was using that tactic. I was playing a four-player match and I took one of each of their units and I built three separate bases of each faction. 
So they, they would bring down the Zerg one thinking that the Zerg one was done and it was actually the other person's and I still had my Zerg <laughs> going. It was it was crazy. Um, yes, I just remember that from StarCraft being able to mind control units. Yeah. So the, right after that, StarCraft Brood War. Um, this is... Brood War is where we get Kerrigan, right? Or is this StarCraft? That's where she gets turned into the... Um, the Queen of Blades. I think she gets turned into Queen of Blades at the end of the first one, yeah. and so that's her storyline. Yeah, that's her storyline. Yeah. And Kerrigan is a badass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> She's an amazing character. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, she was just awesome. Her story was crazy. You felt bad for her. It's kind of like in the same vein of Sylvanas um, when we get to World of Warcraft. Like, her story's all fucked up, too. Yep. And they, they make you feel for these characters, and then they turn them evil. And if you're an evil kind of person, then you're like, yeah. But if you're not, you're like, no. That sucks. Uh, after Brood War, we got to Diablo 2. The, the, I think, crowning achievement of Diablo. Yeah. Even after Diablo 3 came out. You, you didn't have a rush of Diablo clones from Diablo 1. Yes. You had the rush of Diablo clones after Diablo 2. Yeah. Um, I suspect Diablo 2 is where Activision started looking at them. Yeah. Because... Uh, Diablo 2 was January 1st, 2000. And we had uh, Activision bought them out in 2008. 2008, yep. yep. So that's that's the rise of... They actually started becoming profitable at that point. Yeah. Very profitable. Very profitable. Because then right after Diablo 2, you got Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction, which was the expansion pack. But I think added a class in, if I remember correctly. Necromancer? I think it was either Necromancer or Crusader. I, don't know, I think the Crusader was probably there already. I only because I get confused with Diablo three where the Necromancer and the Crusader are ex, uh, stock classes expansion no expansion classes oh okay uh, okay so after the Lord of Destruction and that whole story by the way also super cool yep. and it seems like every time you finish the story you're like okay there's nothing else that they can do and they're like oh but you missed something and then they you know like um, the the Soul Shard like mm-hmm. that was a whole big part and then you're like okay so the Soul Shard's gone there's nothing else they can do. Oh, but the angels revolt. What? I love this storyline yeah. with the demons and angels and stuff in Diablo. It, it is super cool. It, like the demons and angels are fighting and uh, a couple of the angels just feel like you're like the human are just trash. They're just garbage. Yeah. Uh, but, but the Nephilim, which is a variant of human uh, is the saving grace and they don't dare fuck with the Nephilim because they will destroy you. And that's what you play as you play as a Nephilim. Super cool. Um, love it. After that, you get uh, Warcraft 3 Reign of Chaos. And that's where Reign, uh, Warcraft 3 uh, came in. And actually, it's funny. Now that I look, think about it, Warcraft 3 didn't have a Warcraft 3. It had Warcraft 3 Reign of Chaos and then Warcraft 3 Frozen Throne. Like, it didn't have a, a, an initial Warcraft 3 base. Oh, yeah. It was called Reign of Chaos. And that was such a good game. Uh, both of those. Warcraft 3 Reign of Chaos and Frozen Throne particularly frozen throne because i love arthas and you play as arthas and see his downfall in that game and it's crazy it's i mean it was such a good game and everybody i knew was playing it Mm -hmm. until suddenly everybody i knew was playing dota yep and this is about the time where uh dota came out and esports started picking up a little bit more we haven't at this point in the timeline we hadn't gotten to where esports is an actual thing thing but there's tournaments and stuff happening. The, I mean, in Korea, StarCraft was like a huge thing. Yeah. People were like going without sleep and whatever. Mm-hmm. But there was still people trying to introduce it to America. 
but it was just little cafes. Just little internet yeah. cafes would have fun, fun local games. And that's what I played in. I played in internet cafes all the time. Yeah. Um, the Dota, they basically, without Warcraft 3, we would not have um, League, uh, League of Legends. League of Legends. We would have Dota, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Um, that that whole smite that whole genre of game billions of dollars some of the most profitable games in the world and they wouldn't even exist if not for this mod that wouldn't exist without warcraft 3 and you know what's funny at this exact same time another game is being modded and then became a game in and of itself so warcraft 3 um, had dota spinoff yeah at this exact same time half-life 2 was having the Counter Strike oh. mod come out? Yeah, at the same I forgot time. that Counter Strike was just a mod. It was once just upon a time. mod, yeah. And so you have two mods that had become blockbuster games yeah. now. Like Dota Two is the number one most uh, prize-winning game of all time. And you know wh- why I think this happened? Those spinoffs were made from people who had no money interest mm-hmm. and just wanted to have fun. Yep. I remember playing uh, a Diablo Z mod of Half-Life and flying around and shooting <laughs> lasers and stuff. It was funny. Uh, but yeah, this is both of the times they had mods come out. Uh, Warcraft 3, right after Warcraft 3, there's a, there's a two-year break. So you play your, your Blizzard games, you enjoy what you got, and then the world ends. Because in 2005, November 23rd, I'm sorry, 2004, in November 23rd, 2004, World of Warcraft hits the market. At this point, who are the big game game companies that are good? I think Bioware is still good. Blizzard is good. Um, I don't know who else is a good company at that point. Bethesda might be... Oh, Bethesda was... Up and rising. At that point... Fallout, not even Fallout 3. But Elder Scrolls 2, I think, was... Oh, yeah. Elder Scrolls has been con- continually going. So that was yeah. maybe almost Morrowind. Actually, that was, I think, Morrowind. Yeah. Or Obsidian. But, yeah. So so Blizzard was one of the, like, the top three gaming companies in the world before World of Warcraft. Yep. They were already big, loved. Everyone, like, it was like, we don't care what they come out with. We will love it. So I wanted to look up this one other thing because... It's at this point, exactly. It's at this point that Blizzard comes up with their, their formula. So their formula is they find something that people are enjoying and they make it better. They make it better. The, the Japanese of video game developers yeah. at that point. Wait, did I? Is that? Yeah, okay, yeah. So five years before World of Warcraft happens, EverQuest is going on. Yeah. And that is a huge MMORPG, one of the first. I don't think it is the first. Ultima Online, I think, one is of the, the first. first. Yeah. Um, but EverQuest is growing in popularity. Oh, EverQuest was the biggest. Yeah. So when they came out growing in popularity and by the time we get to Warcraft, uh, Warcraft has saw, well, I'm, I I don't know if they would say, I wouldn't even say they stole the idea, but they were inspired by the idea of EverQuest and took the idea of EverQuest and just made it better. And they they said it was just going to be better. Yeah. Um, and it was, (laughs) they, they launched shortly after Ashran's call Two which was, it actually has survived for a long time, but it, it flopped eventually. Um, That's funny that you said that, because I just watched a GIF or a video yesterday of mm-hmm. map sizes 
And I think Asheron's Call 2 was like the third or fourth biggest map in all of video games. Apparently the game hmm. was, that map was huge. It, it was interesting. It yeah. was good. I liked it. Um, EverQuest 2 actually came out the same year as World of Warcraft came out. Yep. And EverQuest 2 totally flopped and they failed. They got slaughtered by this game, World of Warcraft. What was it? Why were people calling it WoW? Because it was World of Warcraft. Um, yeah. And it took all of its story that it had been building on f- since 1994 to 2004. So 10 years of yeah. story that they have. Kind of organic story. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, well, you know, you play through it and there's stuff that happens and they're like, oh, this will be cool if this happens. Yeah. And, and now you have the World of Warcraft, which is basically a retelling of Warcraft. Yeah. But as an MMORPG and heavily story-based. Uh, you could say that Warcraft was story-based, but you had, you know, your, your, your campaign and then your versus mode. At the time, they said that their objective when they designed the game was that it be playable on a 486. And Damn. supposedly you could literally play it on a 486. And so you had EverQuest 2 came out, which would cripple your machine. <laughs> I, I had the, the, the most powerful machine you could have, and it was still ridiculously slow. Yeah. Because of how realistic the graphics were. And World of Warcraft looked like it was a Fisher Price game. Yeah, and that's what was it. That was its charm. That was that, its charm. That's what made it so amazing. It very cartoonish character things, and which made it look better. Yeah, on a bad machine. Yeah, yeah. And they did a very good job of making you feel for characters that didn't exist. They're not real characters. Yeah. Yep. Thrall. The whole story of Thrall. Like I know his story inside and out. And man, Thrall is the fucking man in yep. Warcraft. Started off as an orc, was captured, broke out, became the the elementalist shaman, and is saving worlds now. Currently, in this was uh people they they had showed a trailer for a a, a one player single like a single player RPG game based off of Thrall's story. And <sighs> I would have loved that. I would have loved that too. It just never happened. Yeah, but I mean, if you did play World of Warcraft, uh, I will constantly talk about Thrall and Sylvanas. They're my two favorite characters. Sylvanas is kind of lost a little bit for me because she went fucking crazy in the most recent expansion of Warcraft. I find her so hot. <laughs> but uh, Before, I didn't care about her. But yeah. now I'm like, she's now evil she's, and crazy. Yeah, now she's crazy. Um, actually, Sylvanas was what brought me back into try Warcraft one more time after, okay. I, quit, after I quit it. Because the the um, trailer for, which one was it? Um, the Warcraft... Uh, Warlords Drainer Legion. It was one of those two. No, it was a battle. Uh, damn, I forgot the name of it already. Sorry, I have the list up in front of me, but I don't. I don't think it's listed. Actually, it should have been the most recent one. Battle for uh, Battle for Azeroth. I think it's called. Yep. Um, it showed Sylvanas definitely not dicking around. <laughs> she jumped into a cannon and blew it up, and then she turned into a banshee and flew away. Uh, she raised the dead. Like this whole cinematic was. It was I, epic. I still get chills watching it. Yep. And it still has nothing on Thrall, in my opinion. Because all of Thrall's... Because I just... I, with that, I feel for Thrall. I, he's always been my favorite character. He was the war chief. He's not the war chief. He's left the, you know, his, his camp to go save the world, literally, yep. from the cataclysm. Uh, he challenged someone to... Uh, I think it's called Makara, which know. is the orc thing um, that was... Oh, such a cool scene. Garrosh versus, versus Thrall. Garrosh was the uh, in chief 
the war, war chief mm-hmm. in chief while Thrall was out and started, you know, he was, he was abusing his power and started losing it a lot. He went a little crazy. And when Thrall came back, he was like, we're going to battle to the death. And one of us is going to be war chief after the end of this. And they got into a fist fight and Thrall was losing. And uh, Garrosh was like, there's no way you can win. And he's like, oh, but wait. And he literally summoned a lightning bolt and killed him because he's an elementalist shaman. Yeah, yeah. Garrosh is just some guy who punches things. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, so you had World of Warcraft, blew it up. And then Burn- Burning Crusade came out shortly after. Uh, well, maybe not shortly after. Three, three years. years. Yeah. So not, not, too far, not too far away in terms of expansion packs. Um, and blew it out of the water again because Burning Crusade was crazy good. Su- super good. Yep. New continent. That's when they introduced flying, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yep. Um, and then sh- shortly after that, Wrath of the Lich King, which, again, I will constantly say was my favorite expansion because Arthas was in it. Now, this is where Activision purchased them. Yep. It was right around here. I think right after, right before, I think, actually, Lich King came out. Yeah. Um, Activision bought them. I actually, I, I have my, my charts up. Let, yep. me, let me look. So if you're paying attention to the timeline, the next, you know, because these games take three to five years to, to make, really, um, the next two years is just Blizzard games that they are already like yep. made, modified maybe a little bit based off their corporate overlords, but really pure Blizzard that, you know, good or bad, you know, mostly pure Blizzard. And that's where I think we trigger the downfall. To be to be honest, when Activision bought Blizzard, everybody says it. Like Activision has been constantly destroying Blizzard from the inside of, and right after this, you get uh, Warcraft World of Warcraft Cataclysm, which in my opinion was the last Warcraft game that World of Warcraft game that I played. I played Cataclysm for a little while and then I stopped. Wait, but you didn't want to be a giant panda? No, I never. I never went back to. I did make one last year and I never played it all the way through. Yeah. Um, and this is exactly what you're saying. Two years after, uh, Wrath of Lich King came out was Blizzard's basically final game that they made by themselves without yep. their corporate overlords. Yep. And unfortunately, Wrath, or, well, Cataclysm was one of the last good games for a while because after that you get Diablo three. Four years later. So that's, that's prime Activision. It's definitely Activision territory. Yep. Diablo three started off good. And I wait. still like Diablo 3. I still play it. Okay. So wait a minute here. Um, the the people, like the community, did not think it came out good. Oh, that's right. Because it was missing something. It was missing a very important thing. It, it was missing something. It had something it shouldn't. Yes. So so what was it missing? Because I don't remember what it was missing, it but was, I know what it shouldn't have It was had. missing the PvP. Okay. A lot of people that played Diablo 2 liked the PvP aspect. And okay. it, was, it was just gone. Now you can just challenge people and it was some like, there's a difference between walking outside and just dying yeah. because you can kill somebody or they can kill you and walking up to somebody, right clicking them and say, I challenge you to a fight. And you say, I accept. And it's just, it's boring, man. I just want to walk out and kill things. That's the whole point of Diablo. You just walk out, you kill things. I literally, guys, never, ever played PvP Diablo. Uh, had no interest <laughs> in it. Um I would ha- I would never want to kill somebody else's character if they had less points than me, and I would feel like it's not fun if somebody ten levels higher than me killed me. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, you know, but that's just me. But I I, I kind of agree with you there in one aspect. If it's a hardcore character, 
If you guys aren't familiar, uh, hardcore in Diablo means that if your character dies, your character's gone. Your character gets deleted if your character yeah. dies. Uh, you don't start off playing hardcore. You can, you know, you play normal. So if if you're walking around and someone came out and killed you in Diablo two or Diablo three, you just walk back to your corpse, pick your stuff back up, and you start again. You don't lose anything, well, except you, your time. You can lose it if you died too far away and you can't get back there without your stuff. True. So that happens. But <laughs> uh, I just, for me, um, I would never get any amount of enjoyment from killing another player's character. I only would if I was challenged. I wouldn't look for somebody to just go yeah. mess with and, and but whatever. I mean, the thing is, is they never forced you in any of the Diablos to play with other people. So yep. I just never did. And so that, except, except friends. Um, the thing that, that if you Google and you set the time back to that time period, the thing that people were super furious about and that just ruined the fun for me was the, are you going to um, say the auction house, the auction house, yep. Pay to win. Flat pay to win. And they can't even hide it. It was 100% pay to win. So this was when Diablo, Blizzard, sorry, Blizzard, Activision Blizzard announced they have an auction house for your weapons, just like they've always had. Yep. But this one, you can spend real money and buy fake things in a game, which, I mean, I say that now, but I, I buy stupid mobile stuff all the time. But... You you work and you work and you work at Diablo to get this legendary weapon, and someone else can just spend a hundred bucks and buy the same weapon you got. Here and here's the thing, is that um, even using in-game money, I consistently found better stuff with the amount of in-game money I had earned than what I just found. Yeah. So I never bothered using anything that I ever found because I guess I didn't grind enough or whatever. Yep. And I would just use that money I earned in game to buy whatever crap stuff that was always better from the auction house. Yeah. And yeah, it was just. It, it destroyed it. The auction house destroyed Diablo. In the, the whole, like the graphics were great. It was yeah. a beautiful game. You could roll in this game. Yeah. That yeah, was that's cool. huge. Yeah. That's a huge component. But overall, it just, it just seemed like a, um, I don't know, just this evil kind of like, how can we make extra money that doesn't add fun? It didn't add fun to be able to buy stuff. And in fact, I no longer had fun searching for junk because I knew the junk was always not as good as yeah. what I actually found or bought in the auction house. And this is, at least in the case of Activision Blizzard, this is the first iteration of literal pay to win. Yeah. Uh, it's not the last from Activision because <laughs> they consistently keep doing it activision knock it off uh but this was the first one so diablo 3 crashed and burned um i still play it i still like it they have removed the auction house since because they know that that destroyed the game yep so now you can no longer go buy stuff you have to trade items you can't use real money anymore they've turned all that stuff off the auction house is gone so it's it's back to now an okay game it could have been a great game but it's now tainted because of the auction house yeah there's better Diablo clones than the Diablo three Diablo clone. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, after this, you have what you were saying before the mists of Pandaria. One of my favorite, uh, I guess you could say NPCs or characters in Warcraft. Yeah. Uh, was the Panda, the Pandaren race. Um, when you played Warcraft three frozen throne, there was hireable races, Mm -hmm, assassins mm -hmm. you could hire. And Pandaren was one of them. And I still, to this day, remember the Pandaren. If you got him, if you could find him as your assassin that you yep. could hire, the game was over. Nobody could take the Panda out. 
It was crazy. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that Mr. Pandaria was, it's just another, it was like the beginning of them pandering to China. Yep. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to point at it. Like, is it, is it not? But I just, I just feel well, like, I mean, they had, um, the Pandaren Brewmaster in the game for a long time. Yeah, sure. Sure. But this one was like, okay, so China's playing our, our game a lot. Yeah. They're spending a lot of money on it. Let's do something for them. Yeah. And the Pandarens, even though they say that they're from Pandaria, it's definitely Chinese. Yeah. It's a Chinese theme. Everything's Chinese. There's, they do martial arts. And, and I'm not, I mean, personally, I'm not opposed to it. Actually, I have nothing wrong yeah. with Pandaria as a as a Chinese setting, but in light of recent like things, it does kind of not not just Hong Kong, yeah, but uh, Diablo Four as well, which we'll get to. Yep. But it just seems like um, they are focusing on the Chinese market in ways that are unhealthy to fun. Yep. And this is not necessarily unfun, though. I didn't hear a lot of people. You know, I didn't hear a lot of good. I didn't hear a lot of bad. Yeah. I didn't hear a lot of anything. A really. lot of people stopped caring around 2012. Yeah. I was like, oh, Warcraft has been going for, by this time, what, eight years now? Yeah. It's been going eight years. It's just, you know, burnout happens. It's a thing. Yeah, sure. You play a game for eight years, you get sick of it. <laughs> uh, up next, you had StarCraft Heart of the Swarm. So this... Uh, oh, sorry. StarCraft Two Heart of the Swarm. And was this the beginning of, of StarCraft Two? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, I actually did really like this game. StarCraft II is a fucking amazing game. It, it is an still amazing. Is. It really is. It is. I I have to give them props. I'm not going to be pure critic. Yeah. Um, everything is good about this game. Um, yeah. I, I I do really love it. So StarCraft II introduced one of my favorite strategies in all of StarCraft, and I played it. I played it for a lot. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the cannon rush tactic. No. It's kind of like the Zerg rush where you're trying to, you know, kill your opponent as quickly as possible. I mean, that's kind of the, the point of the game anyways, but yeah. like within five minutes, like okay, very, yeah. very quick. But what you would do is you would take your Protoss, you'd take one of your little builder units and you go into their base and you would build a pylon. Okay. And then you would get the upgrade that pylons can shoot things. And now your pylon is literally shooting their base before they have time to build any units at all. Okay. It was super hilarious to just have one. Like you were terrified at that yeah. point. You'd see this little Protoss unit coming to your base. Oh, no, 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 no. Not today. <laughs> and you'd send everything you had at it to go get rid of that one little unit. Because if he got a cannon up, your, your base was gone. There was nothing you could do fast enough. And that became a, a legitimate strategy that people were using for a long time. Hmm. It, was, it was great. You know, I, I didn't really play StarCraft II with other people too often. Because yeah. the single player campaign was so good. Yep. And Kerrigan's back in it. Yeah, and Kerrigan's she's, back into she's it. She's still there. Um, does she have it's just Kerrigan Queen of the Blades right or does she have another name Queen of the Swarm Queen of the Swarm sorry. or Queen of Blades Queen, Queen of the Blades in the first one Queen of the Swarm I think in the second one because she did become Queen of the Swarm in the second yeah. one yeah um, super awesome character and then even Raynor I love Raynor now they make this, Raynor so good yeah and they um, make his uh, his other guy somebody's like so much like you love to hate him yeah oh fuck what was his name the He's, fire uh, the fire bat um, fire bat yeah the Firebat is not one of the playable characters in Heroes of the Storm, but there is another one that's like Jim Rayner. Uh, damn, what was Well, there name? is a Firebat playable in... Isn't there? No, not, not in Heroes of the Storm, no. Oh, I thought there was. Uh, the other one I'm thinking of is he's another Terran, yeah. um, and he can call down a mech, and he gets in like a big robot. Uh, Tychus. Tychus, yeah. 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 Ty- but Tychus isn't a Firebat. Oh, okay. 
fire bats were literally fire. Like they, there's no, there's nothing from the Terran race in Heroes of the Storm that had fire in it. Uh, trust me, <laughs> I, I play a lot of Heroes still, even on when I get banned and other accounts, I make new ones. Uh, ignore that. Um, <laughs> so up next we have uh, uh, from Heart of the Swarm. We get to there's there's two of them here. You get to Hearthstone and Diablo Three Reaper of Souls. So these are the these are really the last three games. Yeah. Well, so because we don't just I mean there's lots there's a few expansions but the last three games the Blizzard releases. Yep. Is you have Hearthstone. Hearthstone, and they totally changed the card game online. Yes. Thing that game changer. It, it blew up, and it's around this point now. Esports is huge. In, even in America. Even in America now, it's becoming a thing. Yeah. It's right around 2014 when uh, ESPN is starting to pick it up and play that on that show. Yep. Um, it, there's tournaments going on now. There's all this other stuff. Uh, and Hearthstone just killed it. It was, it was a card game that people could easily learn how to play but not master. And it was super fun. The issue I still have with Hearthstone is there's less and less strategy involved and more random. It's more about if your your random roll of the dice is letting you win now. Yeah. Uh, what, what that, I do what, what I do like is they they've started to reemphasize the fact that you can just jump in, you can you know pay one small fee and just play the whole like tournament game thing. Yeah. And uh, for a little while there, they veered away from that, but now it's it's if you're a single player, you can actually have a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so Hearthstone started off as a co-op or a competitive game. Yeah. Very competitive. Uh, and then they slowly released some single-player expansions that you could play. Uh, $15, $20 expansions. The uh, opposite of everybody, every other game. Every yeah. other game starts with single-player and adds multiplayer yep. until they drop the single-player. Here, they've added single-player as and, a viable game. And uh, to, in my opinion, the single-player is growing and growing and becoming yeah. even more fun. Yeah. And they should just drop. I mean, no. <laughs> uh, Kriparian is one of my favorite Twitch streamers. If I told him... If, if he heard me say drop the competitive part, he'd freak out. Um, but yeah, so Hearthstone has this single player campaign and it's, it's growing. Esports is growing. Uh, you have Diablo three ultimate evil edition that comes out right after this. Yeah. 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 Um, Hearthstone Knights of the frozen storm storm come uh, Knights of the frozen throne comes out after this introducing, uh, the death Knights to the world of Hearthstone and some more expansion pack, single player stuff. Yeah. So it's getting good. And then the big one, well, okay. Legacy of the Void comes out too. Starcraft Legacy of the Void right after that. And then the big one. <laughs> Overwatch. Uh, oh, no, wait, wait. You skipped Heroes of the Storm. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I did. Oh, I'm sorry. So Heroes of the Storm came out. It's just... Now, most, most gamers do not... They've never experienced... They've never played Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. It's not a big game. Um, I, think it's, I think it's a very viable game. It is totally good. But... I think this is so. In the uh, what's that? What's that type of game? Moba. Moba. In the Moba world, if you don't make a billion dollars a year, yeah, it's dead. It happened with DC Universe. It's happened yeah. with like twenty other Moba games. If you don't make a billion dollars, it's garbage. Yep. And and we gotta you know we gotta 
say where this came from. Heroes of the Storm is a MOBA, multi, multiplayer, multiplayer online battle arena. Yep. Or otherwise, Dota. Yeah. So Heroes of the Storm is Blizzard's version of Dota, which is funny because Dota was someone else's version of Heroes of the Storm, basically. Yeah. If, if you don't previously. know what a, a MOBA is, it's just like an RTS where you have armies and it's top down, except you control the individual heroes instead of the units who just kind of like wander around yeah. and do their own thing. The minions just are all they're on one thing they constantly just walk forward and swing at the other minions if you get too close they swing at you but that's their only job yeah that's all they do uh and then you get you know level ups and your your character can evolve and learn ultimate attacks and then it becomes an extremely skill-based game and kind of like another actions per minute type game too you had to be able to do both of these at the same time and on top of that i feel like heroes thrived a little bit it's not as successful as it could have been but it did thrive a little bit because it's a it's a Blizzard game and they were using their Blizzard characters. Yeah, it, which should have been amazing, but instead it was just okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms still, of in terms of performance, yeah. I'm not talking about the quality of the game. Oh, yeah. I'm purely talking about how how well it has done or not done. Yeah. So that was sorry. That was Heroes of the Storm, June second, twenty fifteen. Legacy of the Starcraft Two Legacy of the Void, November November tenth, twenty. I cannot talk today. Holy shit. November 10th, 2015. I know. And then right after that, now we're here. Overwatch. The big one. Uh, When Overwatch comes out, the esports thing is huge. There's tournaments. There's schools that are sponsoring stuff. There's pro leagues. There's people getting paid a million dollars to participate in a year-long game. That's all they're doing. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it requires training. But it's a game. Yeah. And it's not a very physical game like football or soccer. It is a physical game in the fact that you have to click things faster. You have to know what you're doing. But I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, there's still there's still injuries, repetitive stress syndrome, oh, yeah. your your fingers. I mean, I, I know some professional esport gamers who even now they can't play fast games because their uh, their Twitch responses it makes their hands shake. Yeah. And stuff. So, yeah. Um, Overwatch introduced an entirely new universe of, of things, of people. They're not orcs. They're not demons and angels. Ah, but what does it capitalize? What does it capitalize that's also making billions of dollars right around this time period? Overwatch? No, I'm just <laughs> Superhero movies. Yes. Uh, it is a first-person shooter, yep. uh, which each of your characters, which I believe there's 25 of now, I don't, yeah. um, has their own play style, their own super abilities, their own everything. And it's all about which of your characters can beat which of the other characters. And then if you can't beat those characters, you change a character and then you go try that character. And it's all these superheroes fighting superheroes. Yeah. And this is where I think Blizzard had a major misstep. Overwatch came out and it blew up the game market, the competitive game market, blew it up. Yep. No, there's still people asking to this day, where is the single player? Where's the single player? I saw the trailer. I bought it. Where's like, the single like player? almost a year before it came out. Yeah. I literally, like I pre-purchased it based off the trailer, which was amazing. And then I didn't even bother playing it. Yeah. Where did the single player go? It still doesn't exist. Yeah. I, I, Blizzard wants to make their money, make a fucking single player Overwatch game. People have been asking for this since it came out in 2016 because the game's characters are so good. They're so interesting. The world you're in is so interesting. Everything, the lore, everything is so good. There's no story. Yep. 
story mode. Sorry, there is a story. And unfortunately, the good parts of the story are not in the fucking game. You have to go and read books outside of the game. You yeah. have to go read websites outside of the game where they put this information. So it's it's kind of like this really cool storyline that you don't get the experience because it's not in the game. I know so many people who are like lore masters of Overwatch who Myself. don't play the game. My, well, I guess you can say that now. I yeah. did play the game. I haven't played the game in over a year. I still have the, the game in the case and everything. Yep. I put it in once to see what a new character was, turned it off immediately, never wanted to play it. I bought it once for PlayStation, once for PC. Um, yeah. And the lore, I can tell you, I, I don't know if I can now because I've stopped playing for sure. so long, but I used to be able to tell you all the characters' names, first and last, where they were from, um, why they were there, like what happened. And this is all story that I picked up outside of the game. Their base story was put on the Overwatch website, not even in the game. Yep. Their books were that were created, comics and all that stuff, not in the game. Yep. And it, it just pisses me off. Um, they try to capitalize on this esports thing now, and that's all they're they're doing. Which is a little funny considering what they did in 2018. What did they do in 2018? So after Overwatch, you've got some expansions. Yeah. And then nothing. So that was 2016, 2017, 2018. And people are like, okay, it's been two years. Maybe they'll announce what's going on. They have their... BlizzCon. Uh, BlizzCon. And this, to me, this was a slap to the face. This, no, let's let's get the, let's set the scene straight. This was the year. The year. It's been several years since we've heard anything from Diablo. The last Diablo game at this point. Reaper of Souls? Reaper of Souls 2014. Yeah. Four years since we've heard anything about a Reaper, or Diablo, Reaper game, a Diablo game. And they convinced people to buy BlizzCon tickets because there was going to be exciting, important Diablo news. And there was BlizzCon. exciting, important Diablo news, but maybe not the type of exciting news that yeah. people were expecting. Some exciting is bad. Yeah. Uh, they announced Diablo 4. Woo! Yeah! yeah. In partnership with Tencent. Oh. Wait. On the mobile platform. Oh. But it's going to be at least innovative, creative content using a, the Diablo engine. But it's just going to be mobile. That's almost okay. No. Wait. Uh, I, I watched this BlizzCon. Yeah. I was, I mean, I was present in the moment that yeah. they announced this damn thing. That was the scariest crowd I have ever seen. <laughs> it was quiet. Some guy booed in the back. Oh my god, it was awful. Um, they this was their uh, to date, I think, until this yeah. week's events. One of their biggest missteps that they've ever had. And I, I wanted to pull up the the quotes that you had put in here. <laughs> so the old Blizzard quote, which by the by, by the way, if you don't, Blizzard has a campus. Where they make other games. Yeah. Uh, Blizzard Campus seems like it's pretty cool. They got like all this food. I love tech statues. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're so good. Uh, and they have their morals put down on the ground of, you know, the company morals of what you're going to do. And yeah, we'll, we'll get into what happened to those. But the old Blizzard quote, we only really built games to please ourselves. I wanted to work on World of Warcraft because I wanted to play in a world like World of Warcraft. Chris, Chris Metzen in the Looking for Group documentary. The Sounds new, amazing. Sounds like the company I want to work yeah, at. The new modern Blizzard quote. Don't you guys have phones? They literally th told that to people. Yes. When they announced this Diablo 4 game, 
people booed. They were upset for reasons that are explained. You, you can understand why they're upset. They want their Diablo game. I want my Diablo game on the PC so I can play a fully immersive story that you cannot do on a mobile platform. It's impossible to do that on a mobile platform. And I know some people are going to try to tell me that. And I know you can do it. No, you cannot play a game like Diablo that big on a mobile platform. It's just not right. Even even if you would, why are they why are they using another game's engine? Yes, and so Blizzard at this point have been known for I wouldn't say stealing, but taking other ideas from games and yeah. making them better and then turning them into their own. Diablo Four, they did it completely ass backwards. They gave somebody else their game and they're going to use their engine on it and try and sell what? I, it's a piece of we don't even know the game's coming out yet. It's a piece of crap. Yep. Nobody's going to buy this damn game. Everybody's upset by it. Well, lots of people download it. It just won't be the people who like Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. No. So there, I get trying to be at the forefront of technology, but mobile is not where you want to go. For this, this isn't even the forefront of technology, though. This is a super successful game from a couple years ago that they're cloning for Diablo 4. Yeah. I, and, and just slapping the sticker on it, calling it Diablo 4. Yeah. It's, why did they think we'd be excited? I, I mean, I hope that people got the refunds because... That's not what they were promised. No. They should have called it Diablo Mobile and said Diablo 4 is coming in a couple years or whatever. Yep. But it's not Diablo 4. It was Diablo Mobile. Diablo Mobile. You have to make sure if it's a mobile game that you say mobile because you'll get this reaction. And some people are angry about like, why are you making this game for a Nintendo Switch? You know what? That's fine. It's totally fine. Make it for mobile. Make it for, you know, Flash game. I don't care. I can promise you 10 years from now, consoles, brand consoles probably won't exist anymore. There's going to be one console that plays everything. Everybody's going to be in bed with each other. It's all going to be good. It's already starting. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so just, yeah. I don't, I don't, the console wars are coming to an end, I think, but not mobile mobile's yeah. a different mobile's a whole he different had arena. no idea when he did that announcement that people were gonna be angry and i don't even get it how could he be so disconnected from the players i don't i i it was stunning to see yeah because he said it and he was like it's on mobile and nobody clapped nobody cheered like i said some guy booed and he's like don't you all have phones he was trying to recover it yeah because I would not have wanted to be that guy in that moment. That must have been the worst. Because maybe that guy did know this is not <laughs> going to get sold well, but they needed someone to go feed the wolves. Like Feed the wolves? <laughs> they, I mean, it's, yeah. So Overwatch and no story is kind of a big, like, strike one. Um, and there's going to be multiple strikes in this one, not just three. <laughs> Uh, we have the other strike from Activision buying Blizzard. That's the the signaling of the downfall. That's where everything started going bad. So, not too long after they uh, announced what what they did at BlizzCon, then suddenly they say, "Oh well." And, and at this point, I really thought Heroes of the Storm was picking up steam. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They they had started releasing so many new there content updates. One character every three months. Yeah. That's impressive for a MOBA. It was amazing. And yeah. it was like, you know what? I got to get into this game. So that's actually when I started taking it seriously. Um, 
And then suddenly they're like, well, no, we're going to, we're going to cut most of our staff for here's of the storm. Yep. We're going to lay off like 600 employees from the esports division. So their handling of the esports was almost gone, yep. which is crazy too, because they had done like a huge push like that uh, summer of 2018 on Twitch was all of these Blizzard tournament yeah, things. It, you could say that the, the, the thriving business that still is esports could be attributed uh, not solely, but a lot to Blizzard and what they did in 2018. But it takes a, you know, it takes time. Yeah. You can't just spend the money that summer and be like, oh, well, well nobody liked it. Okay. It's, this is a whole new platform and a whole new way people are thinking about games. Yeah. You got to give it time to, to burn. So they, they canceled Heroes, basically. Oh, and I guess they must have been losing a lot of money, right? Yeah. Like, that must be why they laid off so many employees and, and cut yeah. development. Right. And they didn't even, like, they couldn't even afford to build Diablo 4. They had to just clone some other, you know, engine from Tencent and use that one instead. So they must be really low on money, right? Oh, wait, no. They announced record profits. Oh, well, then why are they laying people off? Well... If you do the math on how much they saved by laying off those 600 employees, well, their CFO, Chief Financial Chief Officer, Chief Financial Officer, he had moved to another position for a year. It was like Chief Data Officer or Chief Something Officer. Yeah. And he moved back. He was CFO before. And now he is CFO again. And as a like a signing bonus to go from one office down the hall. Back to his old office. To his old <laughs> office. He got this huge mega bonus, millions of dollars. Millions. Millions and millions of dollars just for moving offices. He probably didn't even move offices, honestly. He probably just changed his little title on a door. Yeah, he just took the thing off his door. Maybe just... his gold-plated chair got switched out <laughs> for a platinum chair. I, I don't know. And it's like, wait a minute, you couldn't afford to keep these people. You couldn't afford to pay developers to make Diablo 4. You couldn't keep Heroes of the Storm going, no matter how much people love it. But you could afford to give these millions and millions, not to a new person either, the same person who just keeps moving around. Yeah. And I think, I don't want to give you guys false information, but I think the last time I, I read this article and the number, it was like $600 million bonus. Like when we're saying millions, we mean millions. That, that seems a little high. Um, I actually think it was eight, eight or nine million. But Maybe it was sixty. I don't know. I, it, I, it was a very, yeah. very large bonus, and it's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, I really think that, for the most part, the employees who are putting their heart and soul into these jobs they understand that the people at the top will make the equivalent of 500 of them. They get yeah. it. They know. We're, we all know that the royalty of the modern world are the corporate executives. I'm a corporate executive, guys. Um, <laughs> Bow I, down before him. I do not make um, that kind of crazy money. He, I mean, you make good money, but not I do like, make good money. Not like where you're getting six, lie. $8 million bonuses every I'm year. I'm not getting those kind of bonuses. <laughs> Um, but, but they laid them off and they didn't replace them. They didn't have a new strategy. They just said, you know what? It's not that important. You know why? Because ultimately it's not about the fun. It's They're, about the money now. It's about the money. And it, you know, you know who made it about the money? 
Activision. Activision. So this is 2018. All this happened. Yeah. It can't get any worse for Blizzard. <laughs> oh, but wait. There's more. We get to this week. What happens this week? There's, if you guys don't know, we, again, we try not to talk politics is a lot on the show. I am very vocal about how much I don't like our president and other things I'm very vocal about. I try not to put it under the show, but the free Hong Kong protest that's going on right now is uh, very important to me because uh, I, I believe in it. Yep. And Blitz Chung, one of the top Hearthstone grandmasters. And people are dying. Yeah, people are dying over there. I don't think and, you guys and, understand that. And, people are literally and they're dying. dying because they don't want their people to be shipped to China to be to have to face the communist courts. They're like have people face their crimes just like any just like we would, right? We're not going to ship, you know, somebody gets um gets a speeding I don't know, a speeding ticket, but you know, somebody um gets caught where they shouldn't be, like maybe they rob a gas station. Yeah. We're not shipping them off to China. Because if we do, they're probably going to have, like be forced organ donors. Involuntary organ donors. Which is happening. If you guys don't know what that means, that means they're being killed and then they're being harvested yep. for their organs. That, or, or they're being put to work in mines or whatever. Yep. And it's like, okay, does the crime fit the... You know, does the punishment fit the crime? And we would say here it does not. It most definitely does not. Because you do your time and you come back and hopefully you, you, you know, you learned your lesson and yep. you do a better job. That's what they're fighting for. And along with all the other promises China is breaking. Yes. It, it's, it's serious stuff. Very serious. And our president is not taking it seriously either, but that's another podcast. <laughs> um, but recently what happened, uh, Hearthstone Grandmaster Blitzchung was being interviewed by two other casters that, that they're called. Yeah. The people who, you know, announce the games and tell you all the stuff that's going on during the game. They're called casters. Um, Blitzchung was being interviewed and he put up, I think he put up a free Hong Kong post or he said something about the free Hong Kong movement. And it wasn't very long after that, that he was sentenced to death. I mean, not really, but like his career was over. After yeah. That. They, they, they banned him for one year. And they took all his prize winnings. Yeah. Which I believe at this point they were saying was like at least a million. I don't, it was, I don't it was know. A Honestly, lot I hate to mention numbers, but. Yeah. It was a lot of money. Um, they fired the two people interviewing him. They fired the two people. And. Uh, and they thought this was fine. Yeah. And people. Because they thought it was fine because Blizzard's. Um, the way that they work is you're not allowed to, you know, have political posts on a hearthstone sponsored or hearthstone you know run event and i'm sorry hearthstone blizzard run event and and i think um i think that's fine i think that's fine yeah, actually i actually do think that's fine but again does the punishment fit the crime no there's no way in hell this guy deserves for his literally his entire career yeah. did he know he was gonna have to like lose a year of his life he might have known he was going to get fined yeah because that's what most people do. They, like, yeah, exactly. They want to be vocal about the politics. They know they're going to get fined. They'll pay the fine. Yep. This is not a fine. This is a punishment. I feel like there's a difference. Yep. He got punished for wanting people to not be killed in his country. Yep. It's ridiculous. And so shit blew up. I mean, that's the best way to put it. The last week shit has been happening over and over and over again that Blizzard is just shooting themselves in the foot 
over and over again, and it's just not getting any better. They have rescinded the one-year ban on Blitzchung. And well, well, first of all, the the subreddit, yeah, oh, Blizzard, yeah. that got taken offline because the amount of people posting hate mail to Blizzard oh, yeah. was too much. So they took it offline for a few hours to, tro- to hope that people would just like calm down or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then um, people started uh, deleting their accounts. Yep. Not not just canceling their World of Warcraft account, literally deleting their account. Yeah. And it was happening so fast that Blizzard turned off the ability to delete your account. Well, so that's there's some still speculation there. Argument maybe it was like there's some people saying that maybe it didn't get turned off, but because it was happening so fast, Blizzard's servers just couldn't handle it. The the pages still load though. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, so, they do. So I you know it's, it's, it it's seems hard. it's just like they said the same thing about the subreddit. They're like, oh well, one of the recent moderators who had only joined in the last few months. Well, he uh, he's the one who turned off the subreddit, and we kicked him out. And they're like, and everyone's like, well, the number of moderators doesn't look like it's changed. Yeah, they're just like pointing their finger at a non-existent person. <laughs> you know, that guy did it. And we fired him. Yeah, who uh, who did it? And they're like, well, we didn't know who he was, so we thought it was very strange that he was doing this. Why would you let uh, someone run a billion dollar company? Very <laughs> very shady things yeah. going on there. So, um, where were we at? Let's see. Uh, so, and then, um, at the Blizzard campus, right, they've got a, they've got a sign that, that shows their values. Yes. Gameplay first. Commit to quality. Uh, play nice, play fair. Embrace your inner geek. Think globally. Lead responsibly. Learn and grow. Every voice matters. So a couple of those are not there right now, right? Or were they so every voice matters? Yeah, was uh, covered up. Yep, by some anonymous employee, which they know because there's cameras. So I mean, if they want to fire someone, I guess they can. Yeah. And point their finger at some. And so guy then guy. Blizzard reacted. Yep, Blizzard was like, "Well, we might have been too too harsh." Yeah, on Blizzard, we'll give him his money back, which he earned. Which he earned. So the, the fact that they were even taken away from blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, and we'll reduce his sentence to six months instead of one year. Okay, no, that's still not good enough. Yeah, I agree. It's, I, I, I don't think it was good enough. Um, so I, I don't know if it was at this time, same time or right around the same time, maybe slightly before it. Brian Kibler, very famous streamer, very famous for Hearthstone. Everybody knows Brian Kibler. Mm-hmm. He gets invited to every Hearthstone event. He gets invited to Blizzard's BlizzCon to promote content. Mm-hmm. He quit. He said he was fucking done with it. Like if you you saying every voice every voice heard and you're silencing this guy. Every voice matters. Every voice matters, and you're silencing this guy. Apparently, it doesn't matter. Uh, and think globally. I mean, I guess they are thinking globally because China's basically running this whole company now. Even though it, you know, it doesn't, it is, it, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to, I think we're right near the end. Uh, is there anything else that you can think of that's happening? Cause I know one final thing that makes, it actually makes me laugh. Mm. No. Okay. So the final thing I know of is we'll go back to overwatch. Yep. May <laughs> very famous character. May is my absolute favorite character in overwatch. I love her, her voice actress, is amazing. She's cute. Uh, everything. I love May. My yeah. favorite character. May is Chinese. Uh, and May is now the symbol of the resistance. 
It's so great. Free Hong Kong. I'm sure it makes uh, Tencent unhappy. Yeah. What happens with this? Why is this a big deal? China has to either let this be a thing and let May be the, the face of the resistance, which she still will be regardless, or ban Overwatch in China, which China is the top grossing uh, com- or country for Overwatch of all time. So how does Blizzard react to this now? Well, they can't do anything about it. Yep. Because this is just fan art. Yeah. Right? So um, I, I don't know. And w- what do we have left? We, we don't... Um, the biggest, most exciting thing Blizzard has done in the past two years is World of Warcraft Classic. Yeah. They, they lost their way so much that they just re-released an old version of the game. That's, that's money. Yeah. I guess. Right? And actually, that was there was some pretty funny things that went with that. They were like people reporting bugs, and they're like, "This isn't a bug. This is how the game was built. You wanted it exactly the same way it was built. It's is how it was built. There you go." Um, yeah, I feel bad. I used to believe in Blizzard as a good company, and then 2008 happened. We we have no exciting news. No, there's there's no, um, I don't know, StarCraft three. There's no there's no anything coming up. It's. It's just sad. Uh, we could have a similar podcast about Bioware. Uh, maybe we will. I don't know. We could. Um, but it's, I don't know if it has to be this way. I hope it doesn't have to be this way. Um, I would love to see them split. Like, bio, you know, Blizzard just get sold off. Yeah. Like um, Destiny or like uh, Bungie. Like Bungie. Bungie was owned by Activision and now they're no longer owned by Activision. And you can see it yeah. because Bungie's newest expansion and all the stuff they've, or Destiny's newest expansion and all the stuff that's been coming out has been Bungie only. And it's amazing stuff. Well, people are saying that there's so much stuff to do that they, they can't just sit there and grind anymore because there's so many events happening. There's so much content that they're, they're being satisfied. But, now. but to be fair, um, Destiny was always Bungie. No, I know that. So it um, it took them a while to find their way. Yeah, but now they don't have someone telling them what well, they but can. But Destiny can't. was not a good game. It, de- it depends on who you are. Some people are really into it. I like the, the story of it. I like the game. I say that, but I haven't played it in months. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the game, though, when I, when I do play it. And I know Shadowkeep is an amazing expansion right now. A lot of people are enjoying it. Well, I, I think... I think uh, I think everyone recognizes it as as a good game now. Yeah. I just think it, when it was released, they were like, this is going to be as good as Halo. It, the franchise is not as big as Halo. No. It's just its own thing. And that's totally fine because, again, um, when the game companies start, usually they just fail. So yep. let's ignore those companies. But the ones who succeed normally make great games. BioWare made great games. Blizzard made great games. Um, whoever originally made all the SimCity games... Those those were fun, great games. Mavis, something. It's Mavis. I don't know what? why. Yeah, I okay. Can, I can guarantee it's Mavis. Um, it, they were Max. No, no, I'm going to look it up. Maxis. Ma- is it Maxis? I feel I, like it's Maxis. I think it's Maxis. Let me see. But those were good games, and then EA bought it, and then it was garbage, and then Bioware was good, and then EA bought it, and then it was garbage. Um, you know, when they start, these companies make games we love. It was Maxis. And if they don't make games we love, the company goes out of business. But then they get big and they get bought by a big corporate interest and they no longer have to make games we love. Yep. And they can just coast. And they're just coasting. Yeah. That's why you end up with uh, Sports Ball 2000 or whatever. 
Like, okay, 20 and, years of this game. And I, with the other podcasts I listen to, one of them in particular, Sacred Symbols, I love you guys, um, he reports whenever he gets the uh, the top-selling games of this month on, on PlayStation. Yeah. And what pisses me off is the top-selling games are always sports games. It, it, it drives me crazy <laughs> because it's just a reskinned version of the last year's game. You guys are paying full price for the same fucking game. <laughs> With new characters. With, uh, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes there's See, returning not, characters. Not, not players, characters. Because yeah. it's a tactical RPG. <laughs> <laughs> tactical RPG. And there we go, full circle. Yep. Uh, final thing I want right. to point out, because um, we forgot about this, this little gem of a slide here. Yeah. Uh, if you go to Blizzard's website right now, they made a timeline for everything that's happened. Not the bad, of course. <laughs> but everything that's happened and that timeline goes up to 2014 yeah uh, they basically said fuck the last five years uh and nothing happened either they don't care or they're just don't remember which is up- not fair because overwatch isn't listed there yeah overwatch isn't listed there's a bunch of stuff not listed here like uh, we have 2008 uh right after activision bought blizzard we you know cataclysm cataclysm isn't in this list but blizzard music on itunes is because that's important that's important it goes up to 2014 there's no nothing from the last five years now that website that page is from the 20 year anniversary i think of blizzard yeah and i think they just fired most of their web team (laughs) they used to have all these support that was the thing about blizzard is it wasn't just a game it's the websites the fact that they had a programming language uh, that that they embedded inside of world of warcraft so you could do these mods if not for those mods, the raid system would not have been as powerful yeah. in World of Warcraft. There's so much stuff extra. It's, it's you, funny, too, because these mods that came out in Warcraft, 90% of them have been incorporated into yeah. the base game now without even acknowledging the people that made the mods to begin with. Yeah. That's just what Blizzard does. I mean, I think that's your agreement anyways, is when you build it, is that you're giving Blizzard the rights to it or whatever. It would be nice that you could click somewhere and see like, hey, we really appreciate. Yeah. 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 But yeah, either they got lazy, they they forgot, or they just don't care. They just Um, don't care. The last five years on their 20-year anniversary just doesn't exist. I don't know why. Blizzard, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Still looking at it. Nothing there. Yep. The last, the last um, result on there is the 8th BlizzCon that happened in November 2014. It's the last thing that they put up. There's been other stuff since, yeah. I, since 2014. Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys liked our rant and our rise and fall of Blizzard. I, I think me and you are pretty much set and we're not fans of Blizzard anymore. It sucks. Yeah. I, I would love for people to comment what they miss most from when Blizzard was great, or if we're just totally wrong. Maybe we're just totally wrong and cynical yeah. old men and, and... They're like, you guys are fucking assholes. Like, uh, Heroes of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm isn't dead. They released another character. Okay, but yeah, they're not developing anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, let us know what you guys think, and uh, we might do another ranty episode about another company that's failing. I mean, the NBA isn't doing so well right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sports ball. Sports ball. Uh, and on that note, we will leave you with the, um, oh, damn, I was going to give the. Uh... Man, 
Yep, it's gone. I don't know what's going on. I was gonna give the uh, the the uh, horde goodbye, but I completely forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> Kabla, like, yeah, work, work, but that's <laughs> work, work. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not it. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys later. Let us know what you guys like. Bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs>